I see you, I hear you, I am you. Welcome to Soul Sister Elixir with Kari and Leticia and walk this hero's journey with us. Embark on this transformational journey. Top of the morning or afternoon. I know it's afternoon, right? But it's but it's holidays, so that's why. <laughs> so it doesn't good. Great. Happy Boxing Day to you. I know you don't do that in the States. Yes, but happy Boxing Day. I can imagine people outside in their yards, like with boxing gloves. Yeah, Smack. it's not that kind. It's presents. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I'm cleaning out my closet. And you know yeah. how sometimes when that happens, you find uh, little treasures that you had forgotten yeah. about. So many, many, many moons ago, I bought this um, deck of cards. Uh, they're called Mystic Art Art Medicine Cards. And mm. it's, it's this artist, she um, uses big canvases and makes big paintings. And she uses colors and symbols and all kinds of things. And they each have a meaning, but she also believes that um, through art, you can heal, that through art, you can change patterns, thinking patterns in your mind, you know, and it that, that it can inspire you and move you. So that's why she made these these medicine cards. And so I took them out and I was like, hmm, <laughs> let me see. So I got one for us that's past, present, and future. I haven't looked up what the meaning is. Okay. Yet, because I wanted to do that with you. Mm -hmm. But when I was uh, shuffling the cards, what I was thinking about is I had, like, I visualized your face and my face and... I was just like, God, like, what do you need? What, what do you want me to know? What, what do you want to congratulate me for having overcome or us? What do you want to tell me that I'm doing right right now so I can keep doing it? And what can I expect? Like, talk to me, you know, give me a sign. <laughs> so anyway, so the, the one that we got for the past is this one. Let me show you. It's called freedom. Oh, and then. For the present, we got goddess of air. Wow. And then the last the last one is integration. Shin. Yeah. So when I looked at him, I'm like, okay, this totally sounds like um something that you know is in alignment with us, with the freedom, the goddess of air, and the integration. Like before looking up the the meanings for me. Mm -hmm. What this means, what the freedom is, uh, we had to go through that turmoil of letting go of things, and not just people, but habits, ways of thinking, you know, the way you saw your life and people. We had to, like, let go of a lot of things that were no longer serving us, that, in fact, were actually toxic to us and very unhealthy, but that we had some, you know, attachment to it, mm -hmm. you know, so... We've been do doing that for a long time. And I think that all of that was necessary to get us to where we're at now, you know, mm -hmm. especially for myself, my, my way of thinking, my way of living my life, everything is, is way different than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, definitely 20 years ago, you know, so we had to free ourselves from uh, the conditioning, you know, the, the, uh, the paradigm we were, we were in just all of that, you know? Mm. So, and then the second one, the goddess of air, I feel 
more feminine, more woman now than I have ever in my life. And it's hard for me to articulate into words what I mean by that. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel alive. I feel like this feeling that I'm a woman, you know, that I'm standing firm as a woman, you know, that's my expression in this moment, you know, and it feels good and it feels beautiful and it feels soft and it feels peaceful, you know? Mm. And the, the last one, integration, uh, for me, when I saw this, I remembered the question that, or the request that I made when I was praying. And I asked, like, let me know what's coming up for us, you know? And I think that what's coming up for us is everything is just going to come together and it's going to flow. We're not going to have to make these huge leaps and efforts for it. It's mm. because we're open, you know, and, and we're ready. You know how sometimes people play the lottery and they're like, oh, man, if I got a million dollars, I would do this and that and the other. But then really, because of the way they think, because of their relationship with the money, because of their lifestyles, their habits, if they got the million dollars, they would squander it. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you don't get everything you want or everything you know you deserve in that moment because you're not ready for it, you know? Yeah. So, baby, I think we're ready now, honey. That's why God gave me the integration card, okay? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so it goes into a long description, which I'm not going to go to the through the long description, but I'll read the last paragraph, which kind, which kind of like goes, is the review of the whole explanation. So right. for the freedom card, it says, know that you no longer have to please anyone and you no longer need to fit in, quote unquote. You are only required to be you. When you are authentic, you love peacefully, passionately, and free. You will inspire people around you and they will celebrate freedom with you. When you live in this way, you unfold into your liberated self, full of untamed, wild potential and joy. Oh, you just love that oh my gosh when that stuff all starts to come together you're like oh my goodness it's messages from beyond right yes what do you think yeah. well i would have i would have said that um i i, I do feel like part of my process has been choosing freedom like separate from maybe my role self or my narrative self for a while, but like the dots haven't fully connected. And I would say like, that's what started to come forward. Um, but just, I, I mean, I think I've said it a few times to people, this podcast to me feels like the lid has come off. Mm -hmm. It is. So when you said goddess of air, I'm like, I feel like I can finally breathe. Oh, Oh, that's good. That's good. I just, I, you never would have known that, you know, like I've chosen these paths and then I ended up, and I, I know I've said regulation a couple of times in the podcast already. People are like, what the heck is this regulation thing? Not like I'm regulated by a college as a healthcare professional. And I do see why the guardrails of regulation are required. However, when they are regulating in such a strict way, it starts to make you self-censor. So I've been self-censored for quite a long time because I have to for my own viability as a professional. Mm -hmm. And um, 
It's why in this podcast, like we'll have to put a disclaimer down at the bottom of this, these notes. And I think it's important to know that when people need medical help and support that they get it, but just know regulation is coming in between what doctors truly feel or what they're intuiting. And uh, that's problematic for me. <laughs> it's been problematic for a while, but it's gotten worse um, as the years progress. I mean, I'm 20 years in and you feel like you're going to a profession to be free. And then <laughs> I tied my hands behind my back again. And I thought, holy shoot, this is not what I intended. So this podcast, which one of my colleagues who also does a podcast is like, you will feel so free doing this. And it's true. So there's that. And I I feel so grateful to be doing it with you because I really love this sisterly. I didn't have a sister, right, growing up, but to feel I've always been quite connected to women. And so this feels really, really natural and beautiful to me. And then just to know that we're integrating, like there's there is things of patterns of me that I see that, yeah, are needing to just <laughs> settle down so that I don't just follow them with this habitual way, right? Just starting to see what newly comes up and to hear that word integration feels really, really lovely. Mm -hmm. hmm. And it doesn't just happen in, in your professional life, you know? No. You'll find yourself censoring yourself around family, your spouse, oh, yeah. you know? So it, it's, it it's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I feel like I'm in a double bind sometimes, right? Because I can't speak at family mm -hmm. and it's been worse of recent in the sense that if I bring something up, they go, Oh no, no, we don't, we don't talk. We're not talking about that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I'm being canceled on that half. <laughs> and then my profession. Yeah. Like it's, it's bizarre, but I do think this was my soul journey anyway. Yeah. To figure out how to get beyond the constraints of being able to speak. Woohoo. Yeah. So good. <laughs> but thank you for sharing that. I think that's beautiful that you did that. Sure. Yeah. You, we have two more cards. You want me to read those real quick? Before we oh, on. yeah, sure. Yeah. So the goddess of air, uh, this card brings you awareness of the power in your thoughts and your breath. What you think and believe about life is manifested in your world. As you breathe deep, adjust your thinking by being more open minded, allowing more energy to be made available to you. Air medicine breathes new possibilities into your life simultaneously, blowing stale, limiting thoughts away. Oh, so good. Lid is off. And I, I, can I just add a distinction on thoughts? Yes. So I think there's thoughts like capital T thought, which we're actually channeling from energetically from the field, from the universal intelligence. Like we're the vessel of where thought, like creativity, it's, it's, it's creative process, capital T thought, but that is distinct from thinking. Thinking is thoughts that come in. And that perhaps we take on as though that's our own, but there could be a lot of thinking that is actually not your own, but it's very habitual. Mm -hmm. And so I think you and I are in this, we hope to, in a way to point people towards that creative vessel component of intuiting thought, like mm -hmm. literally fresh thought that comes through that feels more you, more genuine, more alive. So when you said like that air gives that possibility for that to come in, I just think, oh, yeah, let's take the lid off that constrained, squeaky voice. That literally makes you go bonkers. Yeah. That's what I... There's no answers there. There are zero answers in it. Zero. That's what I mean when uh, 
what was it that I was going to say? I just lost my thought pattern. Um, you lost your thinking pattern. Yeah, I lost my thing. Maybe it wasn't that important. That's okay. That was good. <laughs> okay. So the last card is you do not need a new dogma to be what does this mean, dogma? Uh dogmatic thinking or anything that's dogmatic. It doesn't necessarily have any necessarily truth behind it. It just becomes something that's well, just because. Okay. Like chiropractic actually has a lot of dogmatic thinking in around it. So you have to have use your critical rational brain to kind of piece through what, right? So you just can't take something at face value. You should kind of feel into it. Does that intuitively feel true? And then you get curious about it, but don't just dogmatic like, well, they said. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's dogma. Does you do not need a new dogma to believe in. Inside mm -mm. of your heart, you are perfect. You can always cultivate oh. a stronger sense of compassion and tolerance towards yourself and others. Inspire unity in your consciousness. Each of us carries an aspect clue or piece of existence on how creation works individuality first then collectively we come together to bring humanity into wholeness mm. sister preach <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> wow. oh that was so good see you're gonna be the the sermon <laughs> who knew the black sheep rebel <laughs> oh, i just lost you because of course my phone rang i need to learn how to unpair these as we do a podcast it's <laughs> like seriously jumping over tech hey do you know what i also found what? i found after we started having our discussions that we were going to do this podcast mm -hmm. i found kind of what we were kind of looking to do in the sense of having an understanding and then do an exploration, like come back to, instead of sitting in the, this is what I know, mm -hmm. or this has been my experience, which we'll share as well and encourage others to do, but to come back to a, like a deeper understanding to then look in a new direction for exploration mm -hmm. rather than I need to explain it, I'm gonna explore it from my deeper truth, right? That's coming through. Mm -hmm. And that felt like a bit more revolutionary. Instead of just going into the thinking and trying to figure it out, we're going to come back to this place of understanding where perhaps some of this has come from and then look freshly at it, right? From an adult, like an adult point of view. And what I wrote underneath was we were going to go going beyond, right? What we think and what we've learned. And we were going to delve into, and I, I, let me tell you this list. I just, it's like the best Christmas gift ever intuition, prayer, meditation, tarot, family systems, empaths, breath, cannabis and psychedelics, movement, nourishment, belonging to ourself first, self-awareness and waking up and our natural design, remembering wonderment, curiosity, joy, just because I want to, silliness, laughter, love, and our inherent worth, releasing the grip of trauma, emotionally immature parent dynamics, narcissistic tendencies from others, energy vampires on empaths, mother-father wounds, codependency, and anxious attachment. Mm. Mm. That came through us. Hello. 
<laughs> I was like, that's why I feel like I'm on the path. This feels so good. I could talk about this stuff 24-7, no loss energy. Right. So good. Did you notice that we're dressed uh, like twins? Yeah. <laughs> Down to the, the pendant. It's so bizarre. <laughs> like, I got to take a picture of this. It's so weird. <laughs> they do say that great minds think alike. Oh, get your pendant in there. Oh, let's see. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> now, I won't tell you what my pendant actually is, because yours is probably really lovely and soulful and meditative. What is your pendant? The sun. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, mine is a Lululemon. Lululemon? <laughs> from your jacket? But, yeah. Is it for yeah. you? I thought it was a necklace. No. <laughs> that's why this is fun. <sighs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. So good. So good. So as per usual, I did my research. <laughs> I mean, I laugh you every time I do it. Operation. No, but it's just so funny to me because the thing I discovered in much of my waking up moments is that exploration is the way, not researching. You don't want your, you don't want your head in the, you know, if you came to Victoria and you were looking, you want to look in the book to see where to go, but you don't keep your head in the book to like look at the majestic empress hotel you actually walk in and put your book down and look around right so what do i do i know this and yet to settle i think it is that wheel that's that 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 uh thinking wheel that goes on with me i do the research and reading to settle it down so that i can just literally put the book down and look because I am, I have been doing this thing, get ahead of the, I don't know, mm -hmm. like I've been getting ahead of it my whole life only to put the book down and go, Oh, I've always known, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the cosmic joke. Right. So I see it. Right. And then I try not to get like too stressed out about it. The fact that I don't know enough. And it's like, no, no, no. Right. Remember, read it, settle down. And then you just know, <laughs> I know you're laughing. It's so funny. It's my pattern. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I, it's that neat. I, I used to think that everybody had that, but it's the, but that's not true. This need mm. need to understand and mm. not just like surface level understand all the all the way down to the core from the beginning, you know? So <laughs> it's uh so that's why it's easy to to I can understand why it's easy for you to get caught up in in the researching part of it. Mm -hmm. And then I went into a profession that required me to do it. it yeah. It's all so funny, really. When I look at it, I'm like, well, that's just, that's funny. Um, and I do love knowing stuff, but the truth is I don't, re I don't retain, like my husband is a walking encyclopedia, which would have been, but he's really literally a walking Wikipedia. The guy has so much detail and information in his brain. <laughs> and I go, Wow. Like I learned stuff, but there's a lot I don't remember. Unless it isn't significant, I don't remember it. Yeah, me too. Mm. Me too. I'm always in the ethers and, <laughs> you know, la la land and losing yeah. my keys and forgetting. Yeah. Didn't you say you daydream? I say so bad. You know, meetings are at work are so hard for me because I have to do things on purpose to not daydream. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Because I will easily go into sh dream daydreaming about eating uh, sugar plums, you know, and chasing after bunnies. And <laughs> I think it's part of what keeps us sane in this <laughs> crazy ass world sometimes. It's nuts. Yeah. It is crazy making. So did you have any real sense of what we wanted to cover today or what came through? Um, not really. I was going to okay. just respond and see where you wanted to go. And then I'd follow you that away. Mm. Well, I thought it was really interesting. There, there, There's two things. There's maybe I actually feel more pulled to this one, although I do have stuff for another one, is that I was listening. Again, I, I do this where I like look at pages of books or I'll, live, I'll listen to like little bits of an audio book and I get just the thing and then it's just, you leave the rest, right? You don't, you go back to it maybe later, but you don't need it all the time. So I was listening to Brene Brown's Rising Strong. She had done um, obviously a presentation around her Rising Strong uh, book. And um, I really do like Brene Brown. There's some stuff that I don't see fully, uh, but I love that she's a researcher. Like she likes the data and what her data has shown has been pretty profound, right? But she started talking about anxiety and it made me think of, because her research showed that anxiety is a function of groups. So a lot of people think they have anxiety but the truth is what they experience is anxiety. It's not a, it's not a thing. It's like a, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And so treating it like a thing, it's <laughs> when it's not a thing, again, this is the conundrum. If you think you have a thing, but it's actually not a thing, you can't necessarily treat it. You need to understand where the experience is coming from. So it's more of an experience, but this word came from me, not from her, um, but that it can become a contagion right? It's something outside of us and we get really focused outside of us. And because so many peer, people nowadays, especially are experiencing anxiety, which is really stressful worry of what's about to happen or what's going on around them is that it can become, it's very contagious. And she mm -hmm. talks about it in leadership and in groups and companies and organizations. I see it in kind of the general populace as I see patients, but also, you know, in friends and family and things like that. And I thought it was so interesting that because it is a contagion, it's an experience people have, it's very valid. Like it's a thing in that way that the sensations in your body will feel a particular way. But to think that it's coming from inside of you you're experiencing inside of you, but it's actually coming from the outside of you. And so I think that's an interesting distinction that if we know that what we're looking at inherently isn't inside of us, but we can internalize it to know that there's a space for you to actually have a choice mm -hmm. in that. And one of, one of my things, although this might be a little bit triggering for people is when COVID-19 came around, of course, the whole world was in a panic, right? About what was about to happen. And the thing I noticed around late April of 2020 was I couldn't understand why I felt a particular way, but it felt like everyone else was doing something quite different. And I noticed 
that I wasn't afraid. I was like, I'm not afraid. Oh, they're afraid. That's what I'm sensing from them. But it was creating so much anxiety because people would say, we don't know what this is. This is brand new. But for me, I have a deep understanding of immunology and cellular biology and physiology and all the things and my understanding of how we're designed as humans and all living things that we really have a built-in resilience. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what's necessarily going to, if I put quotes around it, get me. But I wasn't scared because I was like, oh, well, anytime there's any kind of illness, you just have to focus on your own immune system, your own reserves, your own components, because there's always stuff lying around. <laughs> we just live in bacteria and microbes. And I mean, that's literally our body is, is full of it. So when this contagion thing looked like it was happening, it was a really bizarre experience for our family because my husband and I did not feel the fear. And therefore, we were able to kind of keep that anxiety and fear away from our child, which I think really helped him in his development. But this this anxiety thing really showed me how important it is, like when she talks about that anxiety is um, a function of groups. So this fear that started happening in groups, our population, our world, um, was that it is even more imperative for us energetically to remain and to like curate how do we ground ourselves? How do we know that we are okay in spite of what looks like is happening in front of us? And so I don't, I don't know if that fully brings anything around, but I feel like what we're noticing right now is that a lot of people, Brene Brown's research would say that when you get to that place of having anxiety, you either overfunction or you underfunction, right? So that's the result of it. And I think we're seeing a lot of overfunctioning and underfunctioning in society right now. And people are exhausted. People are shut down. People are, they don't feel themselves. And so what I think you and I are going to talk about some of the things that have occurred that would maybe make you overfunction or underfunction, but also to know that you can curate a practice, just like your cards that you brought out today, right? Your prayer and pull out these cards, like that gives you a, a place in a centered part of you that you're like, huh, I have knowledge that's coming to me, through me, from a greater source than the population at large. So I don't know if I was coherent in that, but that was something that came up to me that I thought was really interesting. Very interesting. And I was just thinking yesterday about there have been times when I've gotten in relationships and not just romantic, but friendships and things like that, where I notice immediately this person has a great heart, but they're very pessimistic and, and sad and anxiety and everything. Oh, but I know with my love and my happiness, I'm going to fix them. And, and I'm like, love is the most powerful force in the world and light casts out darkness. So I'm going to help them. And in every time, no fail, I engage in the situationship, and then I'm the one that starts becoming ridden with anxiety, you know, like going backwards. So it's the the most loving thing is to take care of yourself hmm. first. You know, your mind, your headspace, your emotion, your emotional hmm. space, your body. You know, some of these things are so out of our control. 
here, here we can be ruminating, stressing ourselves out, not sleeping, overeating, we're not eating because we're worried that we're going to get this illness and it's going to kill us. And then how, how are my kids going to pay the bills? And the, and it's so out of our control. Mm. Like we, you know what I mean? We're, we're killing ourselves over something that may or may not happen. And I'm not taking away the, the, you know, I'm not taking away the experience. I'm just yeah. talking about anxiety, you know, and how we work yeah. our but you know where we um, halt and pause and freeze or flight or whatever reaction we have over something that may or may not happen, and then we get stuck there. Mm. And I, I think that's so interesting how she points out that it's contagious. Mm -hmm. Like I had not that that's like a new little seed that you you planted in my mind. Like I've mm -hmm. I, I've observed it, but I had never like sat and thought about it. But yeah. It, and that so that makes it more important for you as a sovereign being for you to be you know have peace and happiness and be healthy and yeah. only from that space can you actually help anyone yeah and and everyone has this ability like inherently this is how we're designed so i feel like say the more you and i settle down the more people around us who we hang out with settles down and get clear, you, you create this little lighthouse for other people to go, wait, hold on. I can wait. I have that ability. And I think like that is the most empowering thing in the world for someone to see that they also have that. Yes. Yeah. They, they just, some, and I'm only saying this because I've been there. They just don't know. Mm -mm. They don't know. You know, there was a time in my life where I thought it was just the, the cards that life dealt me. Mm. That happiness will never be something that's mine. Some people get lucky with it, some people don't, and this and that. I didn't know that it was a choice. So I wonder how many people out there don't know that it's a choice. Mm -mm. Well, I, I think when we don't know, and I I still have them, so I'm not being on here pretending like I have, I still have blind spots of things that I do unconsciously that I'm not aware of, <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, that's part of the human experience. But when you, unless you get a little bit of a, I call it like that little bit of a space in between your experience and what's possible, you can't know there's choice. It's just, it's just what is right. You'll hear people say, Oh, well, Life is hard. In fact, I have an example of that. And I know it hit me square between the eyes because it's my brother. I was talking to him. And I don't remember exactly. It, might, it was maybe 2019, maybe 2018. And I was in a bit of my struggle at that point. And I remember saying to him, like, look, like we were in the same house. Like, Rick, like, why is life so hard? Like, it is hard because he has said to me, he goes, Carl, what the heck are you doing over there? What are you doing? He's in Singapore, right? And just like a brother was like, what are you doing over there? And I go, well, life is hard. And he goes, no, it's not. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it is. And he goes, no, it's not. I'm like, what? And like my whole world just flipped in that <laughs> instant. Cause I was like, what? But I heard him and he was one of those things that kind of shot through the noise for me to go, wait, hold up. Maybe it isn't. Oh, MG, I've made it hard. <laughs> not that there aren't hard moments. I've gone through some really difficult things. But the fact that I had this overarching that life is hard, who knows where I picked it up, how I decided to play it, but he didn't. 
I mean, we're literally the same genetics, expressed differently, but the same genetics, same household, totally different experience. And I thought, hold up, right? So like I had no awareness that it could, that I had a choice because for me, it just was, right? And then suddenly he was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like the Scooby-Doo, <laughs> scratch on the record. I was like, what just happened? So because he interrupted that, right, I got some space to see that, oh man, I really have done it hard. Like I've had that foundation. It's hard. And I just worked it that way. It's exhaustive, by the way, when you have that as true. Mm. And and the way it, like uh, the way it overtakes your body, mm. you know, it's, it's so insane when I think about it, you know, when you have like, how do I go from having anxiety in my mind from then like my whole body just shutting down? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like our thoughts, the way we see the world, you know, our happiness, they matter so much more than, than, than we are taught, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I think that's why uh, things like this podcast is so interesting because, you know, I don't know if it's if it fits that we forget this stuff, because like you said, how did your brother know and, and you didn't? Or is mm. it we need someone to give us permission, you know, to to feel that way, that it's OK? To, I don't know what it is, but. You know, that there's other possibilities, there is another way. Mm -hmm. And maybe the only reason why you're unhappy and you have anxiety and you feel sad is because you don't know that your life could be another way. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, they'll say the biggest prison is our mind, right? You're not actually free unless you notice that you have a mind, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's what we're doing is putting a spotlight on it, that you have a mind and it's brilliant and it's a mind. So like if we know how it functions, you can start to have a little bit of capacity to maneuver it differently, drive it differently, which is part of that. And you, you were just talking about like, how is it like neurobiology will say that we have what are called mirror neurons. So little kids, you know, when they're developing, you feel like you don't need to teach them. They're watching, right? Because they have mirror neurons in their brain that literally has them mimic you. Mm. So when people say, oh, yeah, I don't want to be my parents. I'm like, well, good luck because your mirror neurons <laughs> learn from them. So unless you have a conscious awareness to change habitual ways, thought patterns, things like that, you do look like you become your parents. Of, of course you would because your mirror neurons are the thing that set your mind down early. So I think what this process does, us speaking, us highlighting things, us reading books, us exploring, is you're starting to see your way out of the map that was kind of like imprinted on you, you're now going, wait, hold on. I don't want to take that route. I like the other route. And so you're starting to like redesign your map. And that's, to me, that's exciting. I know that would not be exciting to everyone. It really <laughs> wouldn't. It would be terrifying. But to me, that's like really exciting. And that's also a creative process, right? Well, it's exciting because you've already um, allowed yourself to go through it because it's not easy. No. We're, we're, ne we're never going to lie about that. No. So you you know not only that you can survive it, but you know how much you're, you're going to grow, how fulfilled you're going to feel, all the lessons you're going to learn. Like, you know this. 
You know, the only reason someone would fear it is because they haven't given themselves permission to go that route, following the path that was laid out for them. And no matter how miserable they are, you know, it takes a lot of courage to decide to derail. It's very Yeah, valuable. choose it. Oh, it's yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, I love that, you know, there's a possibility for creating a vessel self like us in this evolution to really hear the whispers of the universe, to be more connected with that. God, innate intelligence, source energy, to really have that knowing come through you, like you just become, that becomes your GPS, not like what your neighbor says to you or, you know, what a, what a partner might say to you, or, you know, you can check in with yourself. Like we have no check-in right now because we're using the wide world as our, as our like anchor. It's like, you can't, you have, you have to tune our own vessel. Maybe that's it. We need to tune ourselves to a vibration that we know is more authentic. And then you can sense in and off it, like, is that true for you? Like, imagine you're doing that for yourself. And there's some things that I'm going to do, I know, that are going to be like, no, this is more true to me. And I'll do it. I'm like, oh, wow, that was a good experience. Not, <laughs> that was not great. But but then that's direct feedback to me, not about the world itself. Right. And it's empowering when you can stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself and say, okay, that was a bad choice, but I made that choice and I yeah follow I'm okay, you know? yeah 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 like not i of course trust um remember we did this little exercise about what's the one word you know what do you solve and i at the beginning when i was thinking about it, i'm like i couldn't figure it out because of course it's not going to come from my brain my thinking brain <laughs> it it was born way out of that sphere. So I was like, just, I don't even know what I was doing. I might've been walking and suddenly trust. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I solve. I solve trust for women to just know that they already know. You already know. We all ready. No, we just need to listen. Mm -hmm. But it takes a moment to listen, right? To go, mm, not that way. Oh, this way. I'm going to try that, not this. I love that. It's a muscle that you have to practice. Mm. Younger, that's why I got bamboozled so much and taken advantage of and abused or whatever. Uh, because my gut, my intuition would be yelling at me. And I still doubted it. Mm. Still stay or not move or, you know, do what, what was best for me. And you know that your trauma and your insecurity, all that stuff gets in the way. You know mm. what I mean? But now, baby, if I get a, a bad gut feeling, I don't care what you say to me because if I have to choose between trusting my intuition that I know wants the best for me, you know, I love myself. So I know that I want to make decisions that are in my highest and best. If I have to choose between trusting that, my gut feeling, and trusting what I'm seeing, I'm always going to go with mm. trusting. And I'm okay with looking like the crazy person mm -hmm. or being called ridiculous or whatever. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it takes, uh, you, you practice it. Yeah. Well, because we, we're not really um, 
raised to cultivate and look at it and and play with it and figure it out you know we Mm. I don't know anybody whose parents had said hey little three-year-old what I want you to do is I just want you to follow your happiness no they say you got to go to school you got to do this you got to get a job you got to do you know so sometimes we you know we don't understand or even can some people can't even decipher like what is an intuition or a fear or you know so it's it's a muscle that you you need to practice but the more you practice it and the more you see that as you trust yourself things like work out Mm -hmm. and you know it, the more the the stronger you become the stronger you become the stronger you become so yeah yeah, yeah. I'm excited to have more of those conversations because I think when you start to live a more intuitive life, I mean, you use your intellect to add to it, but when you're following your, in, your intuition as you go in your days, there's way less energy loss. Oh, you yeah. feel good. And yeah. it's just like, wow, why were we not steered from that? But it's just, it's, it's awareness, right? Like you and I have built an awareness to know that that's there. And, um, and then we sit in friend circles and in these kinds of conversations that make it more apt to do so. It doesn't sound weird, right, mm -hmm. to do it. You and I talk about that all the time. It's like, it's like our language. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new language. It's exciting. It really is. You have any parting thoughts? I just, you know, if somebody hears me now on this podcast, they might think, oh, you know, she's had a great life. That's why she's always chirpy and happy and this and that and the other. She doesn't understand or she doesn't know. But the reason I'm so passionate about this and the reason I, I get really excited and I'm reading books and I'm trying to better myself for you you know, is because I have been in, floating in the black abyss. You know, I tried to commit suicide as a girl. Mm. I, you know, um, sexual abuse, childhood, had no childhood, severe depression, severe anxiety, hopeless. A I was, there was years where I was a zombie, just numb. So I'm sharing this and I know at some point in the podcast or as, you know, we keep talking, you'll come to learn my full story. But I just want anybody that's out there that's listening to this, that struggles uh, with their life or even wanting to be alive. I know what it feels like to just want to die. I know, to, you know, I know what it's like to be in that despair. I just want you to know that I do understand you. I really do. I don't judge you. I really see you. And when I say I am you, it's not just pretty talking. I know. And there is another way. And I just want you to know that so that you can tap into that and you can have a beautiful and happy life. It is your birthright to be happy. That is your birthright. And it's time for us to claim it and step into it. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Well, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, with that beautiful 
you bit of sentiment. Deep. Yes. Beautiful. Well, <laughs> we will reconvene soon. Indeed. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. You too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. <laughs> Bye.